want you to turn in your Bibles to uh, 2 Timothy 8. That's on page or 2 Timothy 2. We're mainly going to look at verse 8, but that's on page 995 of your pew Bibles. And uh, we're going to begin reading actually with verse 1, reading through verse 13. And as you're turning there, I uh, would um, ask for your prayers, uh, begin radiation treatments tomorrow, so just uh, praying for God's strength, and uh, but thank you. Thank you already for your prayers. Uh, but hear God's word, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. This is the Apostle Paul writing to young Timothy. You then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus, And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses and trust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also, share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. An athlete is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. It is the hard-working farmer who ought to have the first share of the crops. Think over what I say, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. Remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, the offspring of David, as preached in my gospel, for which I am suffering, bound with chains as a criminal." But the word of God is not bound. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they also may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. The saying is trustworthy, for if we have died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, He also will deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Amen to this reading of God's holy and divinely inspired word. Uh, The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Let's pray. Our Lord and our God. I thank you that your word is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. Thank you, Lord God, as well, for your living, risen, returning Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, pray uh, that your Holy Spirit would be at work in our hearts, Father, as we Hear again the good news of the gospel. May it never grow stale. May we never grow tired of hearing it. May we always cherish it and share it with others, Lord. We ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, in these grim days, it's good to hear good news. Good news of a graduation Good news of an engagement, an upcoming wedding, a baby's birth. Good news of a silver or golden wedding anniversary. Some of you might remember the good news that 
we heard April 17, 1970, uh, some 52 years ago, the good news about NASA's Apollo 13 and the three American astronauts who were aboard who safely returned to Earth after critical failures in their journey to the moon. You know, all, all these earthly events are indeed good news. You know, for Christians, you know, the good news, the gospel is good news, that our gracious God saves sinners. You know, sinners like you, sinners like me. You know, for those who are trusting in Christ for their salvation, even the death of a faithful believer should cause us to praise our gracious Savior. You know, as always, I would invite you to turn uh, to uh, the portion of Scripture that we're studying together, 2 Timothy chapter 2, and we're going to be focusing on verse 8 this morning. Again, that's on page 995 of our Pew Bibles. You know, in this one verse, you know, we hear God's joyful message about Jesus Christ, our risen Savior. For here we learn in this verse that all believers who remember their risen Savior, will rejoice in God's gospel. Well, what are we to remember uh, about our risen Savior? You know, three, three lessons here for us. There's a gospel title or titles for Christ. There's gospel truth. And then there's a, a gospel transformation. You know, we begin with that, that command, remember the gospel title of our risen Savior. So there, 2 Timothy 2, verse 8, remember Jesus Christ. Give you a, a little background here about 2 Timothy. You know, the Apostle Paul wrote uh, this letter to Timothy, young Timothy, and the Apostle Paul was awaiting execution in, in a Roman prison. You know, but even as he faced death, it was Paul's purpose and prayer to encourage young Timothy as he carried on uh, the gospel ministry. And uh, as you read through Second Timothy, uh, Timothy was struggling. He was suffering for the gospel. And, and this letter, gospel letter, was meant to encourage, strengthen Timothy in his walk of faith. Now you can see that early on, Second Timothy 1, verse 10. The Apostle Paul, we read in God's word, and which now has been manifested through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. There are no more encouraging words to a hurting believer. You know, then, uh, in beginning in verse 2, or chapter 2, verse 1, the Apostle Paul commanded Timothy to be strengthened. You know, by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Timothy was weak. He was hurting. And God's word strengthens us. God's grace strengthens us in Christ Jesus. You know, and as you, as we read through the opening verses there in chapter 2, the Apostle Paul gave, gave three images to, to encourage Timothy. You know, that of a soldier, that of an athlete, and that of a hard-working farmer. You know, Timothy's 
is to serve as a good soldier of Christ. Timothy's ministry is compared to an athlete in competition and then to a hard-working farmer. In writing about those images, biblical images, I. Howard Marshall reminds us Paul has called on Timothy to suffer hardship and has placed before him three models for him to consider in that service. But what encourages, what strengthens Timothy in his walk of faith, and in turn, what strengthens and encourages us? You know, today, the world's still filled with bad news, little good news, other than the gospel of, of Christ. You know, one translation of 2 Timothy 2.8 reads as follows from the Phillips, an old paraphrase. Remember always as the center of everything, Jesus Christ, the descendant of David, yet raised by God from the dead, according to my gospel. You know, first word there, remember. Present tense, a command. You know, keep on remembering. Don't ever forget Jesus Christ. You know, Timothy wasn't suffering from amnesia. He didn't have a concussion. Certainly he was not growing senile at this point. You know, but, but here... God's word was guiding Timothy, always remember Jesus Christ. Could be our watchwords as well, even today. You know, keep the person and work of Christ at the center of, of your ministry, of your walk of faith with Christ day by day. You know, don't ever let your faith in Christ falter or fail or fade away. You know, remember Jesus Christ. You know, that's an important title for Christ. Uh, We read it in the last book of the Bible, Revelation chapter 1, verse 5. Revelation 1, 5, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead and the ruler of kings on earth. You know, and it's a significant scriptural order here. It's Jesus Christ. Christ. If you take a close look again at 2 Timothy, you know, three times uh, Paul uses that title Christ Jesus there in verse 1, verse 3, and verse 10. And so this title, Jesus Christ, stands out here in this chapter. You know, first, Jesus speaks of his full humanity, that he is truly man. It's the name that God gave to Joseph back in Matthew 121, even before Christ's birth. The Lord told told Joseph, she, that is his wife Mary, will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. You know, remember Jesus. You know, remember your Savior But remember that he's also Christ. You know, Christ reminds us that 
that Jesus was not only fully human, he was fully divine. He was not only truly man, he was also truly God. You know, he's the Messiah. You know, the, the one promised in, in Old Testament scripture. You know, all of the Old Testament points us to Christ and, and to the cross. You know, in his first sermon, you know, after his resurrection, there in Luke chapter 24, Jesus is walking on the road to Emmaus with uh, two of his followers. They do not recognize Jesus. You know, what's the, what's the content of Jesus' sermon? Luke 24, verse 24 and following, some of those, the followers are saying, some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. And he, that is Jesus, said to them, O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets said, spoken was it not necessary that Christ should suffer these things and enter it into his glory and then I love verse 27 and beginning with Moses and all the prophets he interpreted to them and all the scriptures the things concerning himself it's my prayer side note that we get to hear that sermon in heaven Jesus preach that sermon you know, that you preached to your followers there on the road to Emmaus. And no one will be looking at their clock uh, on that day. They'll, they'll be glad to hear it. You know, but, but he is, remember Jesus Christ. You know, as you read through the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, have you considered all the truths that Christians should remember? It's a hard list to even begin to consider, but certainly we ought to remember that God created Adam and Eve in his image. We ought to remember Adam and Eve's fall into sin there in the Garden of Eden and God's just judgment upon them. You know, we should remember the Passover blood, Paschal lamb. Remember the Exodus Wilderness wanderings, the pillar of cloud and fire. Remember God's provision of manna, water from a rock. You know, we should remember Israel's conquest of Jericho. You know, and if you're keeping track, you know, we're only up to Joshua. So we have 60 more books to go through. You know, but remember remember Jesus Christ. John Stott puts it this way, so then Timothy the apostle seems to be saying when you are tempted to avoid pain, humiliation, suffering, or death in your ministry, remember Jesus Christ and think again. I think that's still a watchword for us today. We turn on the news, follow social media, whatever it might be, not that I'm encouraging you to get a tattoo. Maybe you get a three-by-five card and just remember Jesus Christ. Remember the gospel titles of our risen Savior. But secondly, still in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 8, 
Remember the gospel truth of our risen Savior. Remember Jesus Christ and then that middle portion, risen from the dead, the offspring of David. These two truths about Jesus Christ, his resurrection and that he is the offspring, the seed of David. Resurrection, literally having been raised from the dead. Meaning that he has risen and he's still risen. You know, God raised, Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. Scripture doesn't tell us. You know, but Lazarus died again. You know, even that young girl that Jesus rose again from the grave, widow's son, But but Jesus rose again, never to die again, never to be in the grave again. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 34, puts it this way. 1 Corinthians 15, uh, verses 3 and 4, excuse me. For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. Now, as you go through each of the four Gospels, you know, they, they mention witnesses of our risen Savior. You know, in Matthew's Gospel, the, the women, actually, who first raced to the tomb, Jesus' tomb, on that first resurrection Sunday, they found the stone rolled away, and yes, they found an empty tomb and a resplendent angel who spoke to them. But then the risen Jesus greeted them there in Matthew 28, verse 9. Mark's gospel tells us that Jesus first appeared to Mary Magdalene there in Mark 16, verse 9. In Luke's gospel, as we've already learned, Jesus first appeared to two men. We don't even know their names. They're on the road to Emmaus. You know, finally in John's gospel, Jesus makes himself known to to Mary Magdalene. John 20, verse 16. Uh, But then Jesus later entered that locked room where his fearful disciples were hiding out. Well, he appeared to them and then came again. And why did he come again? He came to show himself to Thomas. We call him Doubting Thomas. Remember, Thomas is the one who said, unless I see his hands, the mark of the nails, place my finger into the mark, my hand into his side, I will never believe. and, And Jesus appeared to Thomas. Jesus spoke to Thomas. You know, put your finger here. You know, put your hands and see my hands. Put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. You know, we have these these repeated, real resurrection appearances of, of the risen Christ. It wasn't a figment of their imagination. It wasn't a myth then or now. Christ truly rose again from the grave. You know, what must every Christian remember about the resurrection of Christ? You know, based on 2 Timothy 2 verse 8, 
Let me take a moment or two here to say, you know, what are five gospel truths, you know, that, that we should know about the risen Christ? If someone were to ask you today or this week, you know, what's the big deal, you know, about Resurrection Sunday or Easter? You know, I, I know it's about family gatherings, crawfish boils, jumping plays. Not against those things, you know, but, but what should we know about the resurrection of Christ? You know, it, it begins with the real death of Jesus Christ. You know, Jesus didn't just swoon, pass out. You know, Jesus Christ, the one who was truly man, truly God, truly died. In fact, scripture tells us that Jesus humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Philippians 2 verse 8. He died as a perfect sacrifice for our sins on the cross. One of the, don't like to call them sayings, but one of the phrases that Jesus proclaimed there on the cross was, it is finished, it it is complete. You know, the, the work of salvation of a sinless Savior dying for our sins on the cross is complete. So we must remember the real death of Jesus Christ on the cross. Secondly, we must remember the victorious resurrection, you know, of Christ on the third day. You know, one of the challenges in preparing for worship on Resurrection Sunday is there, there are a host of great hymns about Christ's resurrection. And uh, we, we only have a sampling. You know, but one resurrection hymn reads as follows. Death cannot keep his prey, P-R-E-Y. Jesus, my Savior, he tore the bars away, Jesus my Lord. Up from the grave he arose with a mighty triumph o'er his foes. He arose a victor from the dark domain and he lives forever with his saints to reign. He arose, he arose, hallelujah, Christ arose. You know, Christ triumph over sin and death and the grave. For us. Remember that gospel truth. The the real death of Jesus Christ. The victorious resurrection of Christ on the third day. Remember as well. Third. The the present reign. R-E-I-G-N. The present reign of the risen Christ in glory. Yes he is the offspring of David. The seed of David. Who was David? It was King David. And if you go back to the Old Testament, God made a covenant with David. We read this, 2 Samuel 7, verse 16, just to give you a taste. The Lord gave this covenant promise to to David, and your house and your kingdom shall be made sure forever before me. Your throne shall be established forever. There would always be one sitting upon the the throne of David. And who is that one sitting on the throne of David? It's King Jesus. Sitting there now, interceding for us, reigning and ruling over us. So even as we live in days of bad bad news, you know, 
Jesus' control, sovereignly, graciously, lovingly, wisely in control. Now, Jesus is that offspring of David. Note in the Reformation Study Bible puts it this way, Jesus fulfills God's promise to grant to one of David's descendants an eternal kingship. You know, and that descendant of David, seed of David, but Jesus as well is the root of Jesse, you know, it is Jesus. You know, the present reign of Christ in glory. Real death, victorious resurrection, present reign of Christ. But, you know, why can we rejoice in all of this? You know, there's a gospel assurance in Christ's resurrection. You know, Christ's resurrection seals our justification. We've looked at it already, Romans chapter 4, verse 25. Speaking of Christ, who was delivered up for our trespasses, and raised up for our justification. You know, because of the resurrect because of Christ's death for our sins, his resurrection from the grave, you know, our, our holy righteous God declares us righteous. He clothes us in the righteousness of Christ. We are justified now. You know, it gives us great hope through all of life, even on the, the day of our, our death. You know, there's a gospel assurance. You know, we can know we are God's children, redeemed by the shed blood of Christ. We can know that triumph over sin and death in the grave because of the risen Christ. You know, gospel assurance. You know, but finally, the, the fifth gospel truth we should be remembering about Christ's resurrection, real death, victorious resurrection, present reign, gospel assurance, as well it's a gracious hope, a gracious hope. You know, Christ's resurrection from the dead gives us gracious assurance, great hope of our own resurrection. Unless Christ comes again, before then, you know, 1 Corinthians fifteen twenty. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. You know, if if we begin to doubt or struggle, Lord, you know what's going to happen? You know, when I die. You know, we we remember Christ. You know, the the first fruits. You know, as we already sung, Christ is our only hope in life and in death, our sure hope. You know, this past fall, some of you know it traveled back to Schenectady, New York, my hometown, for the funeral of my mother's older sister, you know, last one in the family, our beloved Aunt Midge, we would call her Midgey. Um, but when my brother, Randy, and his wife, Marty, were taking me back to the Albany airport to fly back home here to Opelousas, they, they said, well, is there any last thing that you would want to do before we take you to the airport? And I said, well, I'd like to go to the cemetery, Memories Garden. And in God's providence, it's only about two or three miles from the airport right on the way. You know, and... Um, 
a lot of memories there in Memories Garden. My, my grandparents, my mom's mother and father, are buried there, along with some dear Christian friends. My sister-in-law's parents are buried there. You know, my mother and father. You know, and, you know, in our family, you know, it, it's one of the new cemeteries. I'm not a great fan of those, so you only have a little bronze marker and when you try to find them, man, they it's like a mystery. But I have some landmarks so I can find them. But on my mother's bronze marker is her name, Eleanor Ridbeck Petrie. You know, she remarried after my dad died and uh, has the dates of her life, 1925, 2018, and then this verse, Philippians 1.21, our family chose it for my mom, you know, for me to live is Christ and to die is grain, die is gain, you know, and buried next to my mom, or my mom is buried next to my, my dad, uh, my father's marker, Vernon Arvid Ridbeck, 1919-1984, you know, and then the verse, John 11.25. John 11.25 I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. Just good thoughts, um, helpful thoughts, keep in mind. What what verse would, would you or I like to mark our cemetery marker? As your pastor, I know that many, if not all of you or most of you, have heard these gospel truths about Jesus Christ. You know, that he is indeed the Son of God, the Savior of sinners, our risen Savior. You know, but, uh, but on Resurrec- Resurrection Sunday, it's vital for, for me to ask, you know, for us all, myself included, you know, am I trusting in Christ alone for my salvation? Do I know that Jesus Christ died for my sins on the cross? Can I rest in that gospel promise that Jesus Christ rose again from the grave? You know, is Christ your and my only hope in life and in death? You know, remember the gospel truth of our risen Savior. But finally, remember the gospel transformation by our risen Savior. Again, back to 2 Timothy 2, verse 8. 2 Timothy 2, 8. Remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, the offspring of David, as preached in my gospel. In other words, the Apostle Paul is proclaiming to us that This is what I believe. Christ is my only hope in life and death. I I know that I have been saved by the shed blood of Christ. Uh, I know that Christ died for my sins on the cross, rose again. This is good news that he is proclaiming. The good news that God graciously saves sinners. So often we wonder, well, Lord can't save me. You know, I'm beyond hope. I had one one brother in Christ tell me that 
elder in a church, not this church, man I greatly respected, loved. You know, how ask me you know, when he was near death, how can how can the Lord save me? Preacher, he said, You don't know the things I've done. And I didn't. Didn't want to know them. But the Lord knew. No, we've all sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. And yet it is the Lord Jesus Christ who sees us when we're dead in our trespasses and sin. He calls to us. He draws us to himself in grace. Our shorter catechism, 88. I don't think we're there yet in Sunday school. A good one, but what is faith in Jesus Christ? And the answer is this. It comes from Scripture. It's not Scripture, but it says, Faith in Jesus Christ is a saving grace whereby we receive and rest upon him alone for our salvation as he is offered in the gospel. You know, we, we receive him, we rest on him, and that gospel transforms our hearts, makes us new creatures in Christ from the inside out. New affections, new loves, new desires, new hopes. As I preach in my gospel, why did uh, Paul say my gospel? Is it pride? And the one commentator said, no, Uh, Paul did not invent the gospel, but it was entrusted to him. You know, it was the gospel he gladly, faithfully proclaimed uh, to a lost world all around him, even to Timothy, even to a fellow believer. You know, the gospel gave him peace in suffering. The gospel gave him power to serve Christ. The gospel reminded him again and again of the promise of salvation in Christ, a personal faith in Christ. Learned something new on Saturday from a a beloved brother in Christ. In fact, it's Lynn's brother who's going to teach his Sunday school lesson based on this uh, Greek phrase, Christo-honesty, Christo-honesty, Christ is risen. So I did a little bit more digging, and what's the Greek response to Christ is risen? It's just two words, alethos-honesty. Alethos means true, certainly, beyond a shadow of a doubt. He is risen. That's why we say Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. You know, what should be our response then to this glorious gospel news that Jesus Christ has risen from the dead? Remember Jesus Christ. No matter what you're going through now, you know, what you believe you're facing in the future, remember, keep on remembering Jesus Christ. Rejoice in his resurrection. 
not, not just one Sunday out of the year, one day out of the year, but rejoice in his resurrection Monday morning. But then finally, readily proclaim this gospel. You know, in a world filled with a lot of bad news, a lot of hurting, hopeless people all around us. May the Lord use us to proclaim this good news of the gospel. The Lord Jesus Christ died for our sins on the cross. The Lord Jesus Christ rose again from the grave. The Lord Jesus Christ is coming again. Amen? Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this good news of the gospel. Lord, we hear it often. We know it saturates scriptures. And it's so easy for us to grow complacent and callous and, truth be told, sometimes even cold to the gospel. And Lord, we pray for for us, those who are trusting in Christ, that this gospel message would be um, on fire in our hearts, Lord. Would give us great, unfailing encouragement on the deepest, darkest days. But Lord, we pray as well. Uh, for any here who do not know that saving love of God in Christ. Pray that uh, even today, Lord, they would be trusting in Christ for their salvation. That they would know the joy of following, trusting in a risen Savior. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen.